Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back once again to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth, and it is Saturday, which means I'm here with Chris. What up, people? Did I tell you that somebody messaged me um, concerned about my breathing? Is it my breathing? No, they said mine very specifically. Oh, okay. Um, and it was prior to you having a cold. And I was like, I'm eight months pregnant. Did you whisper it to them? No, that'd be creepy. And you just kind of whispered it to me. <laughs> was it creepy? A little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that kind of stuff that's like, and, and it was a long email too. A long email about your breathing? Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like, I here's my, okay. How let do me, you write a long email saying, I'm concerned about your breathing? With resources. That's it. Resources to help me be a better breather. Oh. <laughs> here's, here's my thing. Tell me, if, tell me if you agree. This is just one person's perspective. Do I agree with you or agree with them? Me. If you don't know somebody and you have advice for them, but they haven't asked for it, uh, my perspective is, if you're not going to keep your mouth shut, which would be choice number one, that would be my first thing, if they didn't ask for advice, don't give it. But the second thing would be, if you have it, ask if they want it before you give it. Because, like, okay, I've heard stories on social media of some influencer or something, their followers reach out and they say, like, um... I noticed you have this mole on your face. You should get, get it checked out. And because of that, they find out they had cancer. That's, that's valuable, right? The only reason that they went and checked is because 16,000 of their followers said, hey, that looks suspicious. So, like, I'm not saying never offer unsolicited advice. But also never offer unsolicited no, advice. No, my thing is, like, just ask if they want it first. I mean, if you're not going to do that, at least say no offense, lead with it or end with it well, no, no even, offense but your breathing is messed up <laughs> i don't think that i think you have a, i think you have a problem with your breathing no offense <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that makes it any better <laughs> or um, bless your heart i mean whatever you know little words you want to throw in there that make yeah. it sound nicer it doesn't though it doesn't that's <laughs> that's you know what i heard recently that thumbs up on text means f you which is really well that bar that worries me because i, I send you a lot of thumbs up <laughs> Because I'll do the double tap thumbs up. It depends as like on the context. Okay. It depends on the context. I of was seriously like, like, if you were to type me a mm. bunch of stuff and you're not super happy, and I just send you a thumbs up, it might be an F you. <laughs> I was so worried though. Like, awesome. Does everybody? Super cool. Does everybody universally think that means F you? Because if but so, I've said that. There's really no reason because there is a middle finger emoji. It, yeah, but most people don't have the kahunas to back themselves up with that so they want to be passive aggressive with like yeah 
Okay. G- GFY doesn't mean, mean go F yourself. It means good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've never heard of that acronym, GFY. Are okay. you like cooler with the lingo than I am, apparently? Uh, apparently. I don't use those things. Let's get to what the prize is today. Oh, there's a prize today. One prize today because we kind of blew our wad last week. <laughs> we did. Too. It is. Um, <laughs> we got to slow the roll. It is uh, Sleep Plus. I'm Not Amazon gonna... crap Sleep Plus. You know what's really funny? People are going to think that I'm like getting Boom. like shipments of Sleep Plus that I have to give away. But it doesn't work. I want everybody to know. We, we... accidentally ordered two years worth of Sleep Plus. No. I and want... I can only sleep so much. For the record, it's like a $60 product. I think it's yeah. 59 I want everybody to know, when we do these giveaways, I buy them and pay for them full retail. Yeah, originally, yeah. We happen to find them laying around the house. <laughs> no. It may or may not be an empty bottle. I don't know, but no. it says well, Sleep Plus the, on the it. The exception would be sometimes with Amari, I have like product credits, uh-huh. and I'll use those. Right. But like 99% of the time when we talk about Fatco, like I'm giving away things I love that I paid full retail for. True story. Yeah. So I don't want anybody to think like, geez, did she get a case of this stuff? Like, no, I buy everything that we give away. However, you could pay less than retail if you use code oh, primal hey, smooth there. to save 10% at fatco.com. <laughs> we're talking about Sleep Plus. What does that have to do with Because you brought up Fatco, and oh. you were talking about how you paid full retail for your Fatco. And I'm letting them oh. know they could save 10% by using keyword PRIMAL, yeah. all caps, at fatco.com. Yeah, or on Amare, you can use the code 30968. And, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Yeah, for sure. Somebody messaged me, and they were like, I tried 30968, but it didn't work. And I was like, I know you. It wasn't your first order. Ah, no. cheater, cheater. No, Come up I with a new email address, kiddo. I forgot. We'll announce the winner at the end of today's show, but we have questions. We do have questions. I'm ready. In one of the DMUs, that's the Daily Mindset Upgrades, for those of you who are not aware. Which are no longer available. You talked about how you can only go as hard as you recover and mindlessly checking out does not count as recovery. Your diction there sucked, by the way, Chris. I um, have a stuffy nose. <laughs> I haven't had to worry about diction <laughs> since fourth grade chorus. Can you tell right? my mom's a music teacher? Would you like me to start over? A daily mindset upgrade that was about you can only go as hard as you can recover. Yep. And mindless is checking out. Mindless. <laughs> <laughs> you know it too. Mindlessly checking out. That was better. Does not count as recovery. Yeah. I did make my own list of things to do, but it would be fun to hear how you and Chris recover and recharge. Okay. So context. Daily mindset upgrades are currently on pause for my upcoming maternity leave. But I did send out one of those messages that came from, I believe, Katrin David's daughter. Don't quote me on that. It was a while ago. But the mindset upgrade basically came from a post that she had about a recovery day. And she said, I can only push as hard as I recover. Like, so often we recognize that in professional athletes. If they just go, 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 max out all the time. You're going to burn out. You're going to have nothing left. They're going to get injured. They're they're not going to be capable of performing at 100%, right? Because they haven't recovered. And that recovery is required for them to go to 100%. And I was saying how true that is in life too. And yet so many of us are go, 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 go. And we don't realize that we're operating at like 40 or 50% of our capability. 
And I was explaining that when we talk about recovery, that's not the same thing as watching six hours of Netflix. That's not recovery. Checking out mindlessly. See, see what I did there with the diction? Mind- you, <laughs> Chris you're really, was like, you're mindlessly. Really, you really slowed it down, though. I did. I did. Mindlessly. It's not the same thing as recovery. So she made her own list, which is awesome. How you or I, Christopher, recover or recharge. The big one for me, and this is a big change from two or three years ago. You don't work seven days a week anymore. Yeah, I do. I just don't work seven full days a week anymore. Oh. Right? I mean, I still on Saturday and Sunday work for a few hours. Oh, I don't know. I don't really pay attention to you on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but you pay attention during the week? What? <laughs> <laughs> The big change I was going to say is sleep. Yes, you do not get up at zero dark 30 anymore. Yeah, I for six years. 4 a.m. Every day, seven days a week. Rise and shine. No matter what. It didn't matter if I went to bed at 10 or I went to bed at 12 or I went to bed at 8. Or you didn't really go to bed and you had 11 espressos. That happened. That happened. That was not fun at all. That was a big mistake. Don't have 11 espressos. At 11 at night watching a postseason game. Ever. For any reason, you will regret it. Anyway, you're welcome for that. Write it down. Boom. Sleep is a big one. I probably in the last year have started prioritizing sleep a lot more Mm -hmm. and going to bed when I'm tired, not getting up at four in the morning unless it's accidental because I'm pregnant and then I just don't get up and go to work. I chill and I relax. Mm Mm-hmm. Sleep is one way for me. Meditation is another way for me. Um, I don't feel like right now exercise is one, but it used to be. CrossFit used to be a big recharge activity for me. At this phase of my pregnancy, there's nothing restorative about doing a workout, but I still do it. Um, so yeah, sleep and meditation are the two that come to mind. I love, and I'm really thrilled that the weather is starting to turn going for walks on the water. Yeah. Like the canal, that is something that from just a couple weeks after Dagny died through the winter weather, and I did basically every day. And that's really where you did a lot of your brainstorming for the next book that's coming out. I know. I know. It really is. I feel like it got written 80% of the way on those walks. So those would be, for me, do you personally feel the need to like, recharge yes i absolutely have things that i do to recharge what are they obviously sleep is one of them yeah but you're such a good sleeper i envy that in you but um it, it sounds foolish but video games because you check out or yeah, it, it's it's yeah it's it's just the game it's nothing else it's just bah yeah you know, I'm not. I don't have to worry about anything in the real world. That while I'm doing that, it's it's just a zone out and not worry. Just play, talk to some friends. Uh, last night I played with my daughter and her friends. Yeah. You know, and it was just a nice way to. A lot of people don't know that you have a daughter. Chill. We've talked about it on the podcast before, but when I posted that goat video, a bunch of people were like, "He's going to be a good dad." I'm like, "He already is." Sure. But yeah, you have an 11 year old. I do. Got another question for me? I do. Any any books or places to get roomy quotes? Love the ones you always share. If I may, 
google.com. <laughs> you can Google Rumi quotes. You can get them there anytime. But if you like to have that tack, the book, I know you love books, honey. I do. Uh, Amazon's a great place to get books. Barnes and Noble. Go out and find the essential Rumi. Go out. Did you see and- that I just wrote that? No. Masnavi. How did uh, you know the, the essential Rumi? The book of Rumi. Oh, you Googled it. I, damn right I Googled it. <laughs> I'm literally sitting here like, can he see? His computer is blocking my notebook. And I literally, as he was reading the question, I wrote the essential Rumi. The soul of Rumi. No, stop. Rumi's little book of good. life. Those but not all- they're all Rumi. And if you want Rumi, you have them all. There's a book, and I, and I, I wish we were out in my office right now. We're not. Whoever wrote this question, DM me on Instagram, at Elizabeth Benton. Um, my mom and I went years ago to a lecture by an author who wrote a book about the, the works of Rumi. I think it might be called like The Life and Works of Rumi or something like that. But DM me because I, I have it out in my office. But in terms of where you can find quotes, Chris is 100% right. Google Rumi quotes. Like and you're going to get yeah, you get them for free online million, if you want them. A hundred million things. The thing that I like about the books, and it totally depends on what you're looking for. If you're just looking for quotes, use Google. What I like about the books is that, so some of you might not realize, Rumi is a poet, or was a poet. R-U-M-I. That's what our dog is named after. Rumi's a poet. Our dog is not a poet. Just so you guys know, don't get confused. So when, when I quote Rumi, I'm pulling one line. But Rumi's works come from these long beautiful poems and I like the context I like to know all of it if you just want quotes go to google the essential Rumi is the one that comes to mind but if this was your question dm me because I have another couple out in my office it was probably the book by Brad Gook that name doesn't sound familiar uh Rumi's secret the life of this uh the Sufi poet yeah of love let me see the cover it's the blue one yeah that's it Say it again, the name of it. Rumi's Secret. The Life of the Sufi Poet of Love. Yeah. By Brad Gooch. Yeah, that's who we saw speak. Is there another question there for There is me? another question. I love Google. What you got? How about when you're riding a wave of positivity and everything is moving forward? That you'd really like to bottle it. So I messed that up. They putting a longer pause because I saw a period. <laughs> How about when you're riding a wave of positivity and everything is moving forward and you'd really like to bottle that so you can trap it and when you have low low stretch lacking in the same drive. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you want me to drive? I, God, you know, I, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like I just sounded like a famous person that... I, I can't Stop. mention right now. Uh, do you want me to so, try? No, I got this. Third time's the charm. <laughs> Here we go. You know how when you're riding a wave of positivity and everything's moving forward, you'd really like to just bottle up that energy for whenever you're low energy and not having the same, same go get them? Yeah. How do you do that? How do you regain that momentum that you found that you really love? So the positivity that's moving you forward. I think it's important to distinguish between where these like surges of high energy and drive and motivation can come from. Because, for example, let's say that you have an upcoming vacation that you want to save money for, right? 
you're super motivated. It's easy to say no to the $20 random purchase at Target or the $5 latte because you know you can put that money into the vacation fund and it'll be way more fun. Bottling that so you can tap into it later, probably not going to be as effective because it's very situational. On the flip side, using a personal example, I get very motivated when I think about the kind of example I want to be for our kids in terms of things like health and fitness. I grew up in a house where my mom was a pretty healthy eater and there was definitely a focus on like being healthy wasn't a particularly balanced or it's not wasn't the kind of perspective that I would want to have, but I didn't grow up in a house where fitness and working out was like a fun thing. It was more like a a penance, a punishment, uh, so you can earn your ice cream kind of deal, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I think about building the barn and having a gym in it and having the kids out there, when I think about how I want my kids to see me and see their parents, like I want them to think of their house as a healthy house and their parents as like younger than they really, seeming younger than they really were and very like full of life and full of energy and able to get on the floor and play and do all of those things. That I think you can do more of this like bottle it up so you can tap into it later. But to do that, you've got to know what that narrative is and you've got to revisit it. It doesn't mean that you have to like write it all down and read it over and over. For me, it's stored in my mind. And then it's the discipline when I am in a I don't care what's the point, this one thing won't hurt kind of mentality, the discipline of going back to that. So it's knowing what motivates you. And I heard a really good piece of advice recently. I think it was about money and being motivated to be financially successful. And the advice was have lots of reasons, right? It can't just be about, I want to get out of debt. It can't just be about, I want to save $5,000 or I want to buy a new car. Have a lot of reasons. For me, when it comes to money, One of my reasons is so that we can be generous to the people that we love. That's huge for me. Recently, I was able to give a family member a gift that really meant a lot to them, that to them was very, very generous, but to me felt pretty easy to do. And I love that feeling. So when I think about what motivates me to be a good steward of my finances, like just today, I went to the grocery store and then I was going to go to Michael's and Target just to look. And I didn't because I was like, I'm easily going to go into one of those places and spend 100 bucks. Everybody goes into Target just to look and they walk out with a $300 bill. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't go to either. I drove straight home. And it's because of the many reasons. There wasn't a particular financial goal in mind. But I have probably 20 or 30 compelling reasons that I want to be financially set so that I can spend more time with my kids, so that I can be generous for my family so that we can take on projects here, so that we can contribute to the Dagny Foundation and not be limited in what we can do or beholden to what other people donate. I want to not feel any financial stress or pressure in our home. Like all of those things are some of the reasons that cumulatively, because there are many reasons and because I revisit those reasons in my mind often, daily, multiple times a day, it makes it easy to be like, 
I'm not going to Target. I'm not going to Michael's, which is a craft store, if those of you are, are not from the U.S. or wondering what Michael's is. Um, have many reasons. Know what drives you and revisit it, not like in the morning as a matter of routine, though that's fine. Revisit it most when you need it most. When you're thinking of skipping the workout, when you're about to walk into Target or any other thing, what are you like about to say something? Well, I remember you saying a while back, uh, and I, I know I bring up journaling, you know, jokingly a lot because it's it's an it's like a very good answer for almost every question. Yeah, and you you were saying to journal when things are going well. And journal when things aren't. Because yeah. you can always go back and see what were you doing yeah. when things were going well, when you totally, had that that's momentum. that's so valuable to me. And that's a great way to get yourself back in that headspace to get the momentum going again is by reading back when you had things going well. Totally agree with you on that. So. That's Bravo. Just Thanks for contributing. No problem. Next. And I think I actually answered the question after my convoluted asking of it is how do you get that momentum back? I got it. <laughs> but yeah, next question. This might not be an area you want to delve into, but I could use help creating a healthy weekly meal plan for my hubby and I. I really like the ones that you prep in advance, but with so much differing nutritional information out there, I get overwhelmed. Any tips? So I know she's not talking about me prepping advance, but rather the meal plans you can find online that you can prep in advance. Um, Cassie Joy, I forget her last name. Everybody out there is like screaming it at the computer right now. I'm not. She has a a cookbook called Cook Once, Eat All Week. But I think this question is actually more about there's so much differing nutritional information out there that you get overwhelmed. Look, do what represents an improvement for you. You do not need to decide, should it be paleo? Should it be primal? Should it be low carb? Should it be low try. fat? A little bit at a time. Just do what is an improvement for you. That's all. Don't treat nutrition like a religion and you have to pick one and follow the rules. It's not like that. Do something that represents an improvement for you. Full stop. In terms of help creating a weekly meal plan, what works for me is staples. So we, you were about to make a joke Thanks for refraining. We have basically a rotation of a handful of meals that might change seasonally, right? Like during the summer, we might do like lobster salads with mango and avocado and stuff like that. But at this time of year, what are some of our staples? Um, chili. We do a beanless chili. I don't have a recipe because I don't follow a recipe. Pischetti squash. We do... Um, <laughs> <laughs> We do spaghetti squash that we'll yes. top with like any random ground beef. Any ground meat. Any ground meat, tomato kind of sauce. Um, maybe we'll do some basil and some mozzarella or something like that. Tomato soup. We do. I mean, soup's not a bad deal. My mom brings us chicken, chicken soup, soup, you know, fairly often. Um, we'll do that. Uh, shepherd's pie that is literally just ground beef, corn, and mashed cauliflower rice. Burrito bowls, we do a lot where the base is cauliflower rice and we do ground meat, um, avocado, salsa, a little cheese. Those are our staples. And we kind of rotate through those. 
when the weather's a little warmer, we very routinely just grill chicken thighs, grill steaks, and we'll do that with either Brussels sprouts or broccoli or asparagus. But we have 10 staples probably max that we rotate through. So start with what would you guys look forward to eating that's an improvement for you? Start with that. Pick, you know, three recipes that are what you consider healthy, and I mean it's an improvement for you that you enjoy, and rotate them. But everybody's different. Some people really love to cook. They love to try new things. I like to keep it simple. I don't like to spend a lot of time in the kitchen, so we have our staples, and we rotate through them. And I don't plan them like Monday's this, Tuesday's this, Wednesday's this, because sometimes I'm in the mood to cook, sometimes I'm not. But we have the stuff for those things all the time, and that makes it really easy. Yeah. What would I mean, you, they're inexpensive things to have on, in, insanely in stock, inexpensive. too. Yeah. I mean, we, we don't do anything fancy, but I think that of those things in rotation, we really like them. Yeah. 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 So. Basically. Basically. Are there things you don't like? No. You'll eat anything. It's fine. Yeah. All right. What else? Is there another one? Yes. Okay. There's one more. Uh, I don't know if this would apply to a lot of people, but I have rheumatoid arthritis, and yet so many goals I'm trying to achieve financially, writing a book and building a consulting business. I live alone, and sometimes it's just so hard to get motivated because of the pain. Got any advice for a highly motivated person in chronic pain? Yeah, and I would start with being religious about an anti-inflammatory way of eating. And by religious, I mean like no deviation from it. That's going to be the biggest thing because fortunately I have never had to deal with chronic pain, but I do know and have worked with a lot of clients who do. And one of the most impactful things that we can do for pain are nutritional things. So go to Amazon, start searching anti-inflammatory diets. They're all going to be pretty much the same. It's going to be very, very minimal starch and sugar, very minimal um, nightshades and other common things that are, sorry, our dog is whining. I don't know why, but like dairy's out, nightshade vegetables are out, gluten is out, that sort of stuff. So I would start there for sure. And then I would realize that every day your capacity might be a little bit different depending on your pain, and that's okay. But instead of seeing it as like all or nothing, I'm motivated today or I'm not motivated today, given where I'm at today with my pain, what am I willing to do? Instead of setting an ambitious plan and acting like every day should be the same in terms of your output, give yourself some grace there. That's something I've been doing in the later stages of pregnancy is going a lot more based on what can I do given how I feel, given how my focus is, given how my energy is, given how my stamina is, instead of setting this high expectation and then putting myself under pressure to execute. Allow every day to be different and look at what you're willing to do from there. But I just want to reiterate for anybody who experiences chronic pain, there 
are so many different facets. I understand that and, and definitely working with a good team of healthcare providers is a big part of it. Nutrition is huge and the majority of people experiencing chronic pain are not leveraging all the improvements and benefits that they could from optimal nutrition. There are experts in this field. There are countless books written in this field. There's all sorts of free information online. So I would start with nutrition because that is going to make a big difference in the pain. And if you're linking lack of output to pain, then that's where I would say start. Yeah. You're mimicking our dog who's like quiet all the time. Super pathetic right now. Until we put on headsets and then he's like whiny McWinerston. We have a winner. Yes, we do. We have a winner. And we have a whiner. We have a winner and a whiner. Maybe they're the same. I don't know. No. Our winner is at Kimberly J, Coach ING. I assume (laughs) that she really likes the bags and the insurance company. Maybe. At Kimberly J, Coach ING. You have won a bottle of Sleep Plus. All you got to do is email Christopher at PrimalPotential.com within 60 days of this podcast airing. Tell him you are the winner of episode 867 and you get a bottle of Sleep Plus and include your mailing address and... We'll mail it out to you. Yeah. Congratulations at Kimberly J. Coaching. And all you got to do to win is either leave a review of this podcast in Apple Podcasts or... Leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon. You have to have read the book. Amazon's really good about making sure people don't leave false reviews. So if you haven't bought it and read it, do that. Spring reading. Leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon or share on Facebook or Instagram an episode of this podcast that you're listening to that you are loving. Make sure to tag me so that I see it and you could win next week. Yes, you could. And I don't know what we're going to give away, but it'll be good. Probably Sleep Plus or Fatco. I promise it won't be Sleep Plus. We'll do something different. Okay. All right. Maybe I'll find something in the yard. God. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have an amazing day. We'll have talk to you soon. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.